and gentlemen, this is Hopped on Sports, your podcast for the beer-drinking sports fan. What is up, guys? This is episode 47 of Hopped On Sports. And man, we're doing something a little different tonight. It is Tuesday, so we have a lot to talk about. A lot. Many games to go over, uh, weekend trips that went down. Um, But before we get to any of that, let me introduce him. The man, the myth, the legend. Steven, what is up, man? Hi. Hi. Man, it, it once again. I know. I feel like I'm saying this every show, but you do. You say it, the man, the myth, the legend every well, show. You are the man, the myth, the legend. All right, I'll take. What it. Keeps the people coming back. No, I know. I'm saying this a lot, but it seems like more and more is um, packing on um, during this sports year. And now we've got college basketball coming back hot. Got a couple games tonight. We'll touch on a little bit of that here in a little bit. There's actually college football on tonight, which is so exciting because that... Actually, I didn't know that Tuesday. That will mean we will have had football every day since last Thursday going till next Tuesday, which is just so exciting. So exciting. Um, I know, like, you look at the games, they're obviously very uh, small school uh, type games, but... Who's playing today? End up being usually the better games. Um, to watch just because it's fun. You don't have much skin in the game except unless you're gambling on it. So it's just fun to watch. But uh, tonight is um, Toledo and Kent State. That game's actually just kicked off about um, six, seven minutes ago. And well, Toledo darn, is up already 7-0. So. It's a shame that we could not um, do this game on our pickums this week. Uh, this might have been the best game. You picked some pretty bad ones for our last week. but Well, if you look at what we had to choose from, there was not many options. Last week, I'm not kidding, man. I hardly watched hardly anything, man. Yeah. You had a lot going on. I, yeah, had, a I, lo- I had a lot going on, so it was kind of a busy weekend. But there was just a lot going on, so there's a lot of little things to talk about. Tonight, there's also Ball State, uh, Western Michigan. That's the 7 o'clock game. Um, I just love it, man. I just love having football on the TV. It doesn't matter what's what's going on, you know, what game it is. Just having something to watch like that. And then, like I just mentioned, we uh, have college basketball tonight. And it's two really big matchups. One versus two and uh, three versus four. Right, right. Um, yeah, I did see that. Kansas, I believe that's what it was. Well, between the four, it's going to be Kansas and Duke. Yep. Um, it's going to be Michigan State, State and Kentucky. And Kentucky. Yep. Four really good basketball programs. Yeah, historic programs. I mean, they, they started doing these kind of tip-off games or whatever last few years. And, yeah, I mean, um, going to be really entertaining. You know, I, I'm not the biggest college basketball fan just in the sense that, it, you know, OU's not a big power, you know, basketball school or whatnot. So for that very reason, wasn't always following college basketball like I do. 
but I do love tradition, so I do like watching the Dukes. I do like watching the North Carolinas and things like that. And overall, I mean, is there anything better than March Madness? I mean, when's March Madness yes. starts? It, it, it's hard to argue with I mean, anything against that. But so for me, the only thing that really tops it would be playoff hockey. But I mean, playoff March, like, March like Madness is up about, there. There's, there's something just magical about playoff hockey. Playoff anything. I mean, you really get. It, but something like you don't even have to be a big fan of hockey to want to watch playoff hockey just because how intense it is. Yeah. But. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll stop jumping around everything. Uh, but before we do that, let me ask you, what what are you drinking over there? Uh, to, do you know how to pronounce it? Pronounce, you know, when, um, I, when I looked at it, I was like, I, I've never had that either. So. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do what we normally do and just pronounce it like a, in an American accent would. And it's Weltenberger Kloster Anno 1050. And um, i, I got to tell you. I've told you this before, Preston, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I have yet to have a bad German beer. I just consistently, I don't know if it's my blood. I don't know what it is. I've got some German in me, but um, every single one I've had has been good. And I could be lucky, but because of that, I'm going to keep trying them. And um, Weltenberger Kloster Anno 1050, um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you guys can go look at it. Um, from what I understand, this is a well-established brewery, and this is just one of their many good beers. But I've taken it, I've done a, uh, I cheated. I already took a taste, and it is very good so far. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to finishing it and then trying some of its brothers and sisters. What about you? Uh, having a beer that we've had on the pod before. You know what? Um, I didn't, I didn't even say what I normally do, which is uh, the alcohol percentage is five and a half. And um, it's a pretty, it's a, it, I mean, it looks like your typical German beer. It, is it so? It's pretty light. Yeah, it, I mean, it's pretty light. I didn't even, I didn't even, I even asked, is it a lager? Is that what it is? Or is it, what's it actually identify as? I know you're looking at the rating right uh, there. Toaster. It, it self-identifies as a toaster. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't, I was kind of looking and I don't see it. It actually says it's a Bavarian beer. So, hmm. but interesting well it, it, it actually i'm gonna have to say. try one I, i'm really excited for next time i go get a pick six because yeah there's a couple of beers that last one you had too was really good so i think i'm gonna have to get me one of those as well um i'm having a beer i've had before on here the uinta noble nectar uh oh, yeah. the special release of 2018 that they put out you and i've both had it on the show before um it's a golden hued ale with belgian yeast um I really like it, man. I, I really do. You know, I do like all Belgian uh, type beers, and they did a really, really good job on this one. And you know, it checks in. I believe it's six and a half percent. Where is that bad boy? Uh, excuse me, eight and a half percent. Oh, are you serious? Eight and a half percent. Wow, I've had a couple of those, and I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's pretty smooth. You can really taste the honey, though. Absolutely, and that—that's one of the things I think I really like. I guess I didn't really know how much I like honey. So I started having some in like beers and whatnot because that is one of the the real tastes that really draw me to this beer. So it's a really solid one. Really enjoy it, and uh, I'm gonna have a few sips now. So cheers, yep. man. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> canda canda glass. So before we get too far into sports, I will mention I, I went to Dallas on Friday. Uh, oh no, I went on Saturday. I stayed Saturday. Came back Sunday. 
Um, on Saturday after the hockey game, my dad and I went to a place called the Goat Rodeo, and I, I really was not sure what to expect walking into it, but it was the only place within walking distance of the hotel. Um, and immediately we walked in and I could tell, okay, this is my place. It was a wall full of beer at the bar. You could tell that there were a lot of taps. Um, then you get the beer menu and it was a bunch of good craft beer. I mean, good names, good beer. I had tried most of it. Most of it was stuff I liked. Um, they did have Odell 90 shilling, which I thought was awesome because that beer, as you guys know, is one of my favorites, but the food was incredible. Um, it was in the medical district of Dallas, so it was like five or ten minutes away from the American Airlines Center. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because I did drink um, the um, the 120 minute IPA by Dog, Dogfish. Yeah, Dogfish had 120 minute IPA, and as good as the 90 minute is, I can guarantee you that you will like the 120 better. Um, it, it just it was phenomenal, and, and I can't remember if you've had that. Yeah, yeah, no, I've had a couple before, um, and you know, one of the things I've been telling you about, I've been aging that one for right. nearly three years now, and it, so it's kind of cool. Uh, I do know um, my buddy; he's about expecting his first child. Uh, I th- believe next week, and I told him he's got to have me over. We're gonna pop uh, these two that I've been aging because I was aging one for him as well, and uh, we're gonna do a little celebrate, you know. Um, him bringing a new child into the world and i'm really excited to see how this how this aged out yep yep that'd be great Uh, great um so what sport do you want to jump into first uh well i mean college football was an interesting weekend just because we didn't have a lot of good games but the games that we did have end up being a uh, decent uh playout i mean some of these games end up being a lot closer than a lot of people thought West Virginia Baylor was last Thursday, and you know Baylor undefeated. I don't think many people predicted uh, that happening. They're sitting at number twelve right now, and they beat West Virginia seventeen fourteen. Wow! Um, yeah, we were really really came down to the. Is end. that when we were at Elgin Park? Yeah, yeah, that was on Halloween. Yep. That's right. So that was that was a little bit of a shocker. And then you get into the weekend games. Um, I, I would say one of the the. Well, the biggest game everyone was waiting for was the Georgia-Florida game. Um, you know, both of us, I think you're a little higher on Florida than I am. I, I just think that Florida, it's a lot of mirage, a lot of... Well, I took Georgia in that game. I know, but I just meant, like, I don't think Florida's good at all. Like, I just, I'm not big on them at all. So I, I was pretty um, pretty confident that Georgia was going to to win this game and they end up winning this game 24 17 so florida definitely hung in there so they probably earned a little bit more respect from me just for that very reason of hanging in that game because um, i do believe georgia is a, a lot better than the florida is um but it just makes things interesting man because georgia's going to keep trucking along here and they could end up being the team that faces the winner of this weekend's game which we'll really preview on thursday's episode but of course, LSU Alabama this weekend. So, um, tell us about the OSU game because this was this is an exciting game. It kind of back and forth action. OSU kind of always felt like they were going to be the team to uh, the better team, but 
it ended up being a 34-27 win for the Pokes. Yeah, and so I was on the road Saturday morning, um, got to where we were going in the afternoon, and then went to the Stars game, got out of the Stars game, went to the hotel, went to the Goat Rodeo. I mean, it was a, it was a lot of stuff real quick. Um, not service. There was no service in the American Airlines Center for AT&T, so I was not streaming any games. Um, I watched probably half of the Oklahoma State game just on and off um, in and out of service but it was uh, it, yeah it seemed like Oklahoma State kind of had command for the most part of the game there was one part where um, where they got within like seven or ten points of us and um, other than that I think OSU finally came out and had a convincing game um, looked good still in the grand scheme of things really doesn't matter in my opinion but um, confidence booster for them, maybe, I don't know, going into Bedlam. Um, you, you lose your starting wide receiver, your best wide receiver, one of the better players on the team. In the country. Yeah, true. And then you go out and, uh, and you win that game. And, I mean, I still have a little bit of an argument for Chuba Hubbard. I mean, when you look at his numbers, it's really hard not to be talking about him and, and being a potential Heisman candidate. Um I mean, he's averaging per game over 150 yards. I think it's closer to 175. And uh, I mean, how do you how do you not put him in the conversation with those numbers? I know your team's not winning, but you're also a running back. You can just go out there and do your part. And I put him as one of the better players in the country right now. It's just unfortunate he's not on one of the better teams. Yeah. No, it is very unfortunate because I do agree with you that he should be mentioned. I believe he's probably top four, maybe five. Running backs? No, in uh, best players, like up for the Heisman. Yeah. uh, Because of his numbers are incredible. I mean, he's got over 1,600 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns, and he's averaging 6.8 yards a carry. A carry, yeah. I mean, the dude's a beast. There's there's no doubt about it. It is unfortunate that OSU isn't sitting in a better position right now because – I believe he would be getting some uh, some talk about being right. a Heisman type guy. Um, unfortunately, I I just don't I can't see it happening um, because of where they're at. But hey, kudos to OSU man because they're continuing to turn these guys into big time players because Hubbard looks amazing, um, and I mean I, he's fun to watch. I, I'm not yep. looking forward to facing him come Bedlam. So. Yeah, it, it, it could be tough, um, but that'll be a good game. I, I don't know truly what to expect from Bedlam. We'll see what happens between now and then, but um, we'll, have a, we'll have a good time watching that and talking about it on the show for sure. Yeah, uh, just a couple other little things here. Um, of course, game day was at, um, at uh, Memphis SMU, and – you know, you, you look on paper, you're like, oh, this isn't very exciting just because they're two lower, you know, not non-Power 5 teams. Yeah. This game was actually pretty entertaining for what I got to watch. I mean, 54-48, plenty of offense. Uh, the home team ends up winning Memphis, which I, I think – I can't remember if you took Memphis or we both took SMU. I can't remember because I took SMU. I definitely thought I, SMU I took was, SMU. I definitely thought SMU was going to be the better team. Um and they kept it close, but yeah, I was unable to do it. Just a really cool scene, though. Uh, get the little guys getting, you know, some praise and whatnot, being in, uh, you know, getting game day there and having a great crowd. So overall, man, like I said, neither one of us got to watch much college uh, football, really any sports, but um, 
it was just an entertaining weekend for the for the little guys. You know, some of these smaller schools got to show out because the big boys weren't playing. So it's always kind of cool in that sense. I did want to talk about and get your opinion. The big talk today was Florida State and their uh, their want to bring in Bob Stoops to be the head coach uh, there. You know, and as you as people who may not know, uh, Bob has signed a contract with the XFL. He's got a great, great gig there. He's making $10 million a year. He's got owner, ownership uh, stakes in the team. Just a lot of a lot of really good things going for him. Yeah. I don't think he has any interest in coming back to the college football uh, scene. You know, I, he walked away from OU when they were literally, you know, moving in such a great direction. Lincoln Riley was your guy. You know, you have had the top offense and all this stuff multiple years. Um, I, I just don't see it, and that's kind of what we found out today was all these rumors about Bob going to FSU or just kind of just what exactly what it sounds like, rumors. Um, he was in Florida. People were like, oh, he's probably there to sign a contract, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out he was there for a Dan Marino deal that was going on at the Hard Rock Casino that just opened, and that's all there was to it so he put those rumors to bed but it was interesting because i think every time one of these big programs especially if a notre dame if a florida job opens i think you're going to continue to hear bob's name being mentioned um because people know what, what what you're getting with a coach like that yeah i mean bob is noted in my opinion as one of the better coaches in the history of college football um character and ability to coach I think are two different um, topics but he's a winner he's shown that he's proven it he's, he, he did have a good organization backing him um, I think that helps a lot Absolutely. I think especially you look at like Oklahoma State and where they were when uh, Les Miles came in he started to change things developed um, but when when Mike Gundy took over, the organization was in a pretty good spot, and he kind he's kind of kept it where it where it was, and he's he's advanced it a little bit. But um, my point being, Bob Stoops, um, he kind of he didn't necessarily build that program, but he made it excel. And he definitely brought it back. I think what we say from the dead. Most OU fans don't talk about the '90s because it was not a good time for OU football. Yeah, and. Bob Stoops even himself said when he showed up to uh, go around the campus and everything when he was looking at taking the job, he was blown away by how crappy the facilities were. Things were falling apart, all this stuff. He's like, this is not the University of Oklahoma. This is not what they're about. And what they've been able to do uh, during his time at OU and what they're continuing to do now is absolutely incredible. So he definitely had a big part of kind of reviving the program. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Because, I mean, they, they already had the history. They already, you know, people knew, you know, what University of Oklahoma was about. But Bob had a big, big part in bringing it back. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously when we think about um, Bob Stoops and <laughs> Florida State, it, there's something that comes across my mind um, that I just can't help forget and kind of almost surprises me a little bit that Florida State would approach Bob Stoops. Do you remember maybe what that was? I mean, I'd hope you're talking about the 2000 National Championship when OU won 13-2. Yeah, 
Yeah, that uh, that would be it. You know, In I have fact, to remember that because it's the last time you won yes, a national championship. And, so, <laughs> and what's funny about that, and something that many people don't know and probably don't even care about, is that I was an OU fan when that happened. Really, I was. Yeah. So when I was born, um, I was one day old, and I decided to become an OU fan. And uh, over time, um, I think it was like o two o three. My parents decided to get. Um, season tickets to Oklahoma State games and I was really reluctant at first to even want to go to the games because I mean I was a die-hard OU fan as a kid and in kindergarten and I was meeting Rocky Kalmus and he was related to my kindergarten teacher and um, just really I was all in for OU and I remember watching that game and sweating and just being I was like five or six years old Hmm. Um, no I was I was seven but I was uh, I mean you feel the emotions of watching a national championship game even at that age and then um, I grew out of it I I don't know if my brain developed or what happened but uh, then I switched (laughs) over to OSU and uh so been losing it, it, it is funny uh, yeah I mean maybe I'm the maybe I'm the curse maybe I'm like the goat to <laughs> the all, Cubs it all makes sense now yeah 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 but uh well things haven't been working out for Oklahoma I'll State just, either but yeah, yeah. I just remember watching that game and uh I'm trying to remember the name of the quarterback um I remember he had a funny game? name of 2001 Florida State two, uh, the two, the 99 2000 the 10 no, oh, you won in two thousand one. I thought no, two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, Chris Winky. Winky is what? Yeah. yeah see, I, I, it popped up Winkle, and like he's like forty years old. But yeah, Winky. I mean, I just had a ball watching that game, just making jokes about his last name the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he said Winky. He's Winky. But anyways. No. Anyway, I, I know we kind of got off. Um, we don't well, have not, a topic. Not an hour, but no. Uh, it, it was just interesting because, like I said, I just think we're going to continue to hear Bob's name being brought up. But I'm glad that he's kind of staying away from the college game because I don't – that would be like seeing, you know, your girl for the first time at a bar with another guy. I'm not really ready to see that for Bob Stoops, man, being in college football. I, you know, that was that was Bay for so long. Yeah. And, and, and now that, uh, you know, there's a chance that he could come back and be in college. I, I just – I'm not ready for that, so. Oh, no. Um, no, so somewhere out there, and maybe I need to go to my parents' house and just look through all the pictures we've got. I've got a picture with the trophy and Bob Stoops. Oh, really? In my, Sears? Um, yeah, at Sears. Yeah, yeah right, by, <laughs> right by your house. I was, uh, yeah. I was in my OU. I don't think I had my helmet on, but I had my, I had my jersey on that was signed by um, – uh, wow. I just said his name. Rocky Camus. Yeah, yeah, Rocky Camus. Um and I just remember that. That was just the highlight of my life, <laughs> just getting my picture with Bob Stoops and that crystal ball. I mean, I can I remember it like it was yesterday. So um, at one point in time, I was on that side. That's my overall point. Just to touch on base what you're just saying. So for those who don't did, know. Did you go to that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No yeah. way, dude. I, I, That's I, went so to Wood, I went to Woodland, though. Oh, okay. The Woodland Sears. Um, for those who don't know, when OU won the national championship, the, the, the trophy made a, a little journey around the state going from different places for people to see. And, yeah, I guess it went to both ball or both Sears that was here because they were the, the sponsor at the yeah. time. And uh, I, I went to Woodland Hills Mall here in Tulsa and went and saw it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got my picture and all that. But 
That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was. I mean, we're Jeez. just talking about anything and everything this episode, but any everything goes, right? Yeah, anything. Anything, everything. But, yeah, anyway, like I said, not a great week of college football. This next weekend is going to be really good. We'll have a great show Thursday talking about that. So uh, let's not touch too much more on that. But tell us a little bit your trip, man, because you really did have a great – I mean, you've already started it, but tell us about the NASCAR experience because what you got to experience really, really does sound uh, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, so. it was cool. So I'll uh, I'll start with the Stars game just because it was on Saturday. Um, went down there, obviously, on Saturday, as I said, and uh, did a couple things and then went to the Stars game. And let me let me just tell you guys, the, I, we've got semi-professional hockey here in Tulsa, and I, I love it. Like, I love going to those games. I've gone to a lot of them. Um, but the second you go to an NHL game, you just don't want to look back. Um, I, I haven't even thought about going to one of the games here in town just because – it, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, if it's the fact that the tickets are twenty dollars and I just don't feel like it's worth it, or if it's the fact that I could stay at home and watch an NHL game um, on NHL TV. But uh, once you experience it, man, you go in there and it's just—it's a certain atmosphere. Like hockey fans, not just anybody goes to a hockey game just to go. There's right. there's a few, but there's money. And there's hockey fans, and and that's about it. Um, and the tickets aren't cheap. That's how you kind of know that you're not just going to get somebody that goes, "Hey, I just want to go watch a hockey game for the heck of it." You're not just going to go spend a hundred bucks on a ticket for that. But um, Dad and I were lucky. We got free tickets. We got in the lower bowl. Um, just just a great experience. The Stars have such a good fan base. We, you got a sold out crowd on a Saturday, like a month into the start of hockey season I, I could not believe how many people were there i know um they're playing the canadians so it's not even like they're playing a super great team but when i went to the playoffs last year absolutely sold out they claimed that this game was sold out there were a few empty seats but the crowd showed up and in i mean the stars end up winning um they won pretty big and let me tell you that if ben bishop played as well as he did the other night every game He'd be the best goaltender in the history of the NHL. He blocked everything. And then right as my dad started talking about it, said he's having a perfect game. He like literally has not done anything wrong. He gets scored on like 30 seconds later. But um, for, for a non-hockey fan, I think it would still even be fun to have gone to the game we went to. It was, it was very intense. The crowd gets into it. The stars have an absolutely phenomenal um, Jumbotron team. They do some of the funniest things on the Jumbotron that you'll see in sports. They, they One of the things they do, they, they take and they do the reverse eating. So it's like they film you eating something and then they play it in reverse, and a lot of places have started doing that. But oh, yeah. It is one yeah, of the I funniest. It, it started on... Uh, like on Facebook, there was a gif of a guy that um, was eating cotton candy, and they reversed it, and it looked like he was throwing up cotton candy. But <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, um, the stars, I feel like they have a, a Stanley Cup caliber team if they perform. They've got the talent. They've got a great roster. Um, I think maybe one of my top three players in the league right now, just as far as like, wow, I love watching this guy play. He's awesome is Radulov. He is uh he is an absolute firecracker on the um on the ice. He's he's good. 
Um, just got to get him shooting, got to keep him involved in the offense. But he's the type of guy that easily he could be the captain of any team. Um, he's just – he's good. You know, he's, he's from Russia. He's mean. Um, but overall, he's good. And let me say Rupe hints. And I know some people say Rope, Rope, whatever I say Rupe. Um, one of the toughest people in the league for sure. He played last year with a broken foot in the oh. playoffs. and uh, It's strong. I do, you know what? I do remember that now. Yeah, that yeah we talked about that, that story. Yeah. But he got hit in the hand by a puck that's flying almost 100 miles an hour, going on net. He blocks it with his hand, and uh, you don't see this on TV because they didn't show it. But he takes his glove off, and he is just shaking his hand, skating to the bench, and he gets off. And then, uh, I mean, like nothing happened. He's back on the next shift. He probably had a broken. I, I didn't ever look up. He probably had a broken bone in his hand because. Um, the back of those gloves aren't really meant to protect you from a 100-mile-an-hour puck. But, uh, yeah, just just great. You guys got to go to an NHL game. Anybody wants to go to a Stars game, let me know. I'll go with you for sure. Um, NASCAR, though, the, the race on Sunday was great. I've, I've been to a bunch of NASCAR races, all in Kansas, though. I've probably been to 10 races in Kansas, never been to a different track. Um Kansas is a mile and a half. Texas is a mile and a half. Um, the front straightaways are a little different. That's the only difference about the track. One comes to a point, um, and the other one kind of flattens out a little bit more. Oh, man, that beer is good. But Did you watch the race on Sunday? You know what? I actually turned it on for a little bit. I actually happened to be there. Uh, Sunday was weird because I was running around a lot, but I, I saw it was on. I, hit, I turned it on and got to see some stuff, and... Um, I mean, you know, for me, jumping in, I didn't really understand much that was going on at the time. But, I mean, dude, I want to go so bad. I mean, there's not a doubt about it. I just don't understand why you didn't come with us. I told you it was a free trip. Let's go. It's going to cost 40 bucks, you know? Yeah. Um, But it would have been cool. We'll we'll make it happen for sure. Uh, We need to try to next year. Um, But so I get tickets, and uh, I end up up going onto the track. ended up in the pits and then i ended up in the in the garages it was pretty cool it was the first time i'd been in the garages at a nascar race and i got to meet kyle bush um i kind of waited outside his trailer till he walked out to go to driver introductions and I, I did i got to not chat necessarily hold a conversation with him but i said hey um didn't even i, I kind of was it was weird because he's one of the guys i like in nascar so um, a goal for me in the moment was like, man, it'd be cool to get a, a selfie with Kyle Busch. So mm-hmm. I, that's kind of what I was trying. I don't really care about autographs, but if I'd have been thinking, I probably would have had him sign my ticket. Um, and I, I don't know if my phone was in my pocket. It was just weird, but, um, I did, I did chat with them for a second, you know, told him good luck at the race. He said, Hey man, I appreciate it. Um, and then I went over and I was talking to Penske and and Joey Logano's team and I actually ended up in the garage where they work on Joey's car chatting with his garage crew which was cool Um, because as you know he's my favorite driver but then I go down I left I left the uh, garage area because they were all all the drivers were going to introductions and I went to pit lane and pit road and uh, yeah I know the burp right well, I've been talking for like 30 minutes yeah, straight. My, my, my voice is kind of drying out. Um, I went to Pit Road, and to my surprise, they actually let me on Pit Road. And, uh, there was very little security, and uh, 
I was literally at the cars. Like, I I made it a point I touched Joey's car just because I was like, I got to put my touch of good luck on his car. And uh, he ended up placing fourth. But um, I met I met Joey. I met Kyle Larson. I actually got to talk with Ryan Blaney for a little bit, which was awesome because he uh, he was he's on Penske. He came over. This is his first year. He's running a really good year. He's actually still in playoff contention. Um, and I got a picture with Kyle Bush's wife, Samantha, which I thought was pretty funny because a lot of people kind of don't like her. But when you think – I guess she's on – I've never watched it, but the NASCAR Wives show. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, she goes, hey, I've, I'm sick and I've been sick. I heard her say that to somebody else, and I was like, well – whatever but uh i well because ted at work ted ted and i had just been talking about her the day before i left and i was like oh i gotta get a picture with her and send it to ted because he'll be like what the heck that's funny um so i it was cool and then i thought for sure they were gonna make us leave and i just stayed there forever and i was actually on pit road when when the driver introductions ended and uh, then they did the flyover and the national anthem and i was on pit road when they did the when they started the engines that's awesome. So I was standing That's four awesome. feet from Logano's car when he fired up the engine. And just, uh, I mean, it's one thing. Like, when you're up in the grandstands and they start the engines, like, it's pretty loud. And uh, when you're down in there, like, right in between all the cars and everybody fires them up, I mean, it's like you're in a freaking natural disaster. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but... I know I've kind of been rambling a little bit. Um, no, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's things that don't get to happen very often. And, I mean, for you to be able to experience that, especially yeah. being such a passionate fan, and, that's awesome. And you know what's funny is I take my camera everywhere I go when I travel. And for some reason, I decided not to bring my camera th- this trip. Um, but I You don't have I, a camera phone? Well, I do. But, I mean, my actual camera. I, I can get high-quality pictures. And... Uh, I got a, I got a picture of Joey Logano crawling into his car um, to start his engine and all that, but I got another one after that, and he was sitting in the car, and he's looking directly at my camera. I thought, my gosh, that's pretty cool. Um, but I, it was funny because I got outside the stadium. I got a AAA hat, and um, after I, had, I actually got to not chat with him necessarily, but I met him. I shook his hand, and then... Before he got in the car, I was I was wearing the same hat as him. He had his AAA hat on, and I kind of grabbed the bill and gave him a head nod, and he gave me one back, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah." And then he goes, and he's still in contention to win. I hope he does, but um, you know me as well as anybody, and I'm not, like, I'm not, what do they call it? like Starstruck? All yeah, that. yeah. I, that's not me whatsoever, but um, Logano, for sure, is an exception to that, and um as far as like people that i'm just like my gosh like how cool it was to meet him yeah no that's awesome man like i said for you i'm I'm happy for you because that is really cool you got to go and experience that and we will definitely go to a race i mean it is going to happen man i i am all for it uh another thing did did you have anything else you wanted yeah i mean mean, the race itself um so kevin harvick ended up winning which i don't like that guy um (laughs) Denny Hamlin, your guy, actually, it, it made me pretty happy. He he spun out. Yeah, I saw that. And he ends up in the grass, just absolutely destroyed the front end of his car, but he was able to keep running. Um, so, not much. 
it was it was pretty much done for him at that moment. But um, Joey fourth, Kyle did ran a good race. Brad Kozlowski wrecked right in front of me early in the race, and it's the second time. No, it's the third time I've seen Brad in person wreck directly in front of me and just hmm. absolutely ruin his car in the grass. And I thought I've got to quit going to these races or else he's going to keep wrecking. So. Um, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been talking, and uh, I get excited when it comes to NASCAR. But, um, yeah, big week next week. Big big week because you've got multiple drivers. At least four, not not at least four. Absolutely four drivers are getting cut, and then they're going to Miami to race for the championship. And two of my dogs are still in the fight. Well, really, three of my dogs are still in the fight. So you better believe I'll be watching. Um, anybody wants to have a NASCAR watch party, hit me up and we will make it happen. Um, but yeah, I guess we can kind of wrap up on NASCAR for now. Um, yeah, we'll have more on the preview show on Thursday. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because and stuff. very little do I get into like the technicalities of NASCAR on here, but I've been debating with myself just starting an actual NASCAR podcast because I, I mean, I know a lot about the sport. I know, um, I don't miss any races. I know a lot of the drama that goes on and I think it'd be fun. I just, on this podcast in particular, we don't seem to have a big NASCAR following. So I kind of try to stay out of it a little bit, but, um, if anybody's here more interested in hearing more NASCAR, let me know and we will, uh, we will figure something out special segment steven and the nascar fans i like it um the other thing i've never been to which is crazy but an nfl game and you know we've talked about it multiple times it'd be cool to go to a a a good game around us maybe a packers cowboys game you know a chiefs um you know i don't know patriots something something exciting to kind of um, you know, to want to go to around locally, but uh, there were some there were some games that end up being really really good games this week. Um, we'll we'll save a couple of the ones for the last, but I end up watching a lot of the Browns game, Browns Broncos, a must win for the Browns, um, and they still couldn't get it done. Man, did did you get to? I know you would probably been. Well, you would probably would have still been watching the race or possibly getting ready to head back at this time. But Yeah, um, no, I didn't. The, the race ended late. I mean, we got out of there at like 7.30. Yeah, then, uh, so this would have still been... Yeah, I had I just had no service. I had to keep taking my dad's phone. To, I downloaded the ESPN uh, football app so that I could check fantasy scores. I was using his phone to do that, but um, I, I could not get any service because i use apple and i mean i really wish i would have brought my android because i would have been able to access the service and Whenever you know you say. operate like a normal human being but um I, I ended up losing pretty good in fantasy this week because i had multiple players from the packers and i had a couple other i had chicago's defense um i i, I did some math even if i would have played all my best bench players i still would have been just shy but um, if I, I had Tyler Lockett, I had some really big. Yeah, what Tyler had this week. forty points. Yeah, and it, it's just a shame that uh, I keep losing to the guy that I want to beat <laughs> because he's got the best record in our division. So yeah. I've lost to him twice. He's had good weeks against me both times. The big takeaway from the Browns game 
was uh, one play in particular where um, Jermaine Whitehead had a really bad whiff at a tackle. Um, everyone was talking about it, just saying, oh, the Browns, that helped bad they looked um, trying to tackle really all day. But this play in particular where uh, the tight end had taken it all the way to the house. And Jermaine Whitehead, if, for those who don't know, he's a defensive player for the Browns, who after the game absolutely lost his mind. No, I, I haven't seen that. I've okay. been kind of disconnected a little bit. So this guy, as soon as the game's over, goes to Twitter, and he's checking, and a lot of people are talking smack on him about his performance and all that. And, I mean, he just started going off on people. And uh, just to give it some context. Some like to the co- point where the Browns might come in and talk to him about it? Or, well, so I mean, was it that bad? You're not kidding. You're, you're, you're very disconnected from this because – yeah, not only did they come in and talk with him, but they cut him. Whoa. He has been cut from the team wow. after his uh, rant that he went on. Uh, one one journalist uh, tweeted out, Whitehead's effort tackling today is a joke. Hashtag Browns. Jermaine uh, came right back and responded to the guy. Um, I'll sum it up just because there is some harsh language in it. Bad language. But um, basically it was like, I'm out there playing with a broke hand. And you don't want none of this, and um, end up actually calling him a cracker in the in the the tweet, which obviously that got people thinking. Okay, well now he's kind of being racist and whatnot. Very upset. I not, I understand. I mean, passionate. Obviously, this guy's very passionate about what he does and all that, but he handled this in the worst way possible and just went off on multiple people, including one gentleman, where he uh, called him out. And said, don't make me, you know, uh, let me know when you need my address. End up sending his address to the guy. Wow. <laughs> telling him, like, if you've got this much smack to talk, you can come say it to my face type thing. And uh, Did he publicly post his address? Yeah, no, it's I'm looking at it right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, 80 Lou uh, Granza Boulevard, Ohio, 44017. You don't have to go into that kind of detail. Uh, no, I mean, that's what I'm meaning is like this guy just laid it all out there. But where we really got it between the racist tweets and then um, one tweet actually saying he would kill someone. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Uh, was what probably did it for him. And so needless to say, uh, the Browns had another bad weekend, losing a player. And Baker Mayfield came out looking like an absolute dumpster fire afterwards, uh, rocking a bad stash, looking kind of homeless in his clothes with his longer hair. It was not a good look, man, especially for a guy who just dressed up as him. Uh, it, it, it's tough for me to <laughs> want to uh, you know, take credit and looking like the guy because he looked kind of rough on, on Sunday. Yeah, you know, it was kind of funny because uh – you know, set hook, set hook. The the set hook guy. Gosh, what's his name? I knew, I know his name. He's a iconic offensive line coach. But um, oh, big boy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The all the all the all yeah, the gifts yeah. and the memes and the videos came out of him saying set hut and his yeah, gut lifts funny, up. I can't remember. He kind of looks like him in that picture, just in the sense of he's with the Browns. He looks rough. He's got the mustache. Um, the best thing that happened for the Browns this weekend was the memes that came out of it. I mean, absolute some gold. Uh, memes being like, uh, you know, a picture of Baker the day he signed with the Browns. Bob, Bob Wiley. Wiley, yeah, yeah, yeah Bob yeah. Wiley. Uh, it'd be like Baker with the day he signed with the Browns, looking all professional, nice um, suit and all that. 
and then it's like this is what happens being a Browns fan for you know X amount of months, and then it showed the next picture of him just <laughs> in that press conference. I mean, just bad, bad luck, dude. I don't know just what's going rough. on. So it was an interesting game. Um, I really thought the Browns were going to pull it out, end up losing. You don't want to lose the Broncos, man. Broncos are not no. good. They've got a rookie quarterback. There's just a lot of bad there. I did what I did partake in was the Colts Steelers game. I was really um, excited about this because these are two of my um, fav- more, you know, favorable teams that I like to watch. Yeah, and I was really, really broken that I didn't get to watch this game. I just wanted to watch it so bad because I knew it was going to be good. If you knew what the Colts had to go through during this game and to be that close where it came down to a game-winning field goal. What'd they have to go through, a gimpy defense and a backup quarterback? Well, they lost their quarterback in the first quarter um, to a knee injury. (laughs) They lost their quarterback. (laughs) Well, before the season began? (laughs) Yes, exactly. I couldn't even say it. (laughs) They're on their second-string quarterback, who's been amazing. I mean, there's no doubt. Um, JB has been great all year long. And uh, he goes down the first quarter. Um, they bring in Hoyer, who I'm not kidding, dude. Brian Hoyer is one of those guys who you just never like. You feel okay because he's been around the league for a while. Um, you're like, okay, well, it's a decent guy to have back there in case you had to put him in. But when he actually plays, you're just like, oh my god, you know, Hoyer's playing, and you know his stats don't look terrible here. I mean, he's 17 for 26, 168 yards, three touchdowns. And one interception. Yeah. That one interception was a 96-yard uh, pick six that he threw down in the red zone. Yep. Terrible, terrible pass. Um, anyway, between um, a missed extra point, uh, a blown two-point conversion, um, the pick six play, and then the opportunity to win it with a game-winning field goal with the GOAT kicker, the best kicker of all time, able to get up there and win it for you misses <laughs> Vinatieri I didn't even see I didn't so, know what happened in the game w- what's the one thing that you say what's the one thing you know about kicking laces out laces out right I mean that's the one that's the one thing everyone knows right uh now it was very interesting because I got to listen were, to Pat, were the laces not out so I got to listen to Pat McAfee break down the play Who which was, kicked yeah for the Colts yeah he was a punter for the Colts yeah. he was the holder for Vinatieri exactly during his whole time there which These is funny are, because he could still be the holder there. Oh man, I mean, he's amazing. Well, no, but my point is like you don't waste a spot on just a holder, right. but some teams have. I mean, yeah. it, and uh, and McAfee could very easily just be holding in the NFL. Yeah. He just wouldn't be making what he's making now. He could punt still, honestly. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's amazing. I mean, like the guy just quit because he wanted to pursue other things in life. Right. But anyway, ball comes out instantly. I see it. Laces are in and now um Vinatieri goes up there absolutely digs i mean what would be a um hitting a shot fat in golf yeah i mean digs his foot well, way early i don't know anything about that <laughs> digs his foot way early in the grass and i mean absolute shanks it miss it misses it by just so so much now what mcafee broke down what i'd never really understood until he goes, it's literally like a trans. I mean, like, it's very important for the holder to make a good snap. Yes. Not just in the location, but the way the ball spins. Right. Because that, that holder has to grab the football, field that laces, and spin it out, right? 
but he said what had happened was the ball was kind of no man's land to where he never felt the laces when the holder grabbed it he he didn't know where the laces were and basically you just got to guess and you just got to spin that ball and he just spun it and just happened to spin it the wrong way and laces were in are there is there a good picture of laces oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay good definitely i mean they showed it everywhere but yeah i just am disconnected just terrible kick colts lose very tough loss because that's the second kick Vinatieri has missed this year who were you pulling for in that game well I'm a Colts fan I mean that's that's honestly who my allegiance are to I do like the Steelers I mean like I've said on the show my dad's a big Steeler fan growing up watching the Steelers all that their tradition everything about it I do like but no I mean well and I know you're a Colts fan the only reason I asked that was because uh I was just being sarcastic but um so in, in other news, and I'm not changing the topic, I'm just saying about the Steelers, they are in the serious hey, hunt for the wild card. I will give, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Because after that win, things are kind of like... Yes, getting dramatic, if what, you will. What I'm going to say about it is like, they just start slowly feeling like a team, almost a team of destiny. Well, I wouldn't go that no, far. I'd just say not, that not they... Not to win it all, to just make it to the playoffs. No, but look at this. So, if the Colts win... The Colts are six and two, and the Steelers are four and five. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Steelers are three and five, which three is five. even worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now the Colts are five and three, and the Steelers are four and four. Well, the Colts are in the last wild card spot. So with another Colts loss and a Steelers win next week, you might see that flip flop. Um, the Steelers might be in the wild card spot. I don't know all the uh, details, but if it happens two weeks in a row, the Steelers are 100% in the wild card spot. Um, what's tough is the Seahawks are 7-2, and two, and they're in the wild card spot. Um, and the Cowboys are 5-3, and three, and right now they're in. So um, that that's rough, rough, rough for the Seahawks. And uh, I don't know. But... I'll tell you what, the Seahawks got to play the 49ers twice. How much, well, they got them on Monday night yeah, coming up. Yeah, but they, so they get to play them twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm probably the only person in the world that thinks that 49ers are going to be a three-loss team before the end of the season, if not a four. They've got a brutal schedule coming up. And Do you have the games in front of you? Well, right, I'll, I'm, I'm I'll pull up their schedule. I, I don't see them. I see them. I see them losing three out of like the next six games, and I'm I'm not completely sold on them still. Uh, your boy, speaking of the Seahawks, your boy uh, wait, wait, Russell wait, wait, wait. Wilson. Yeah. How did because I didn't get to watch the game? How did Rudolph look? Because I know you weren't sold on him last week. Right. I, I still, I think that my argument is starting to get stronger. As bad as Baker is playing. And, and Rudolph just doesn't seem to be doing anything too stupid. The thing about um, the thing about Rudolph is, yeah, he played consistent enough to win a game. He's 26 for 35, 191 yards, one touchdown. He had an interception that was uh, pretty early on, I believe. Um, he's, he's doing enough to win games if you've got, like, a really good defense or a really good run game. I... You know, um, Connor was out. James Connor was out this uh, this game, so th- they're throwing in a couple different running backs, getting carries and all that. And I'm blown away they won the game because honestly, you look at it from the offensive standpoint, just they just gimpy. didn't have much. Well, I mean, they're just gimpy all yeah, around, yeah. offense and defense. And, but they did enough to, like I said, hang in there, stay in the game, and they end up winning because when you hang in there, I mean, the defense played well enough. Now, I mean, you're thinking about this. 
you've got third string quarterback versus second string quarterback in this game is what we're looking at. Um, yeah. You know, backup, backup, whatever you want to call it. But um, so offense is going to be less. But you know what? Rudolph played well enough to win the game, so I, I got to right. give him that. Right. So if he can, if he can continue to play like that, and the Steelers uh, continue to evolve as a team that can play a little defense, run the football successfully. Um, successfully. Successfully. Okay. Uh, they could be. They could be interesting. They could be a team that. You know, we'll be fighting for yeah, a, a wild card spot. I don't spot. think they're a Super Bowl caliber team, but man, it's the NFL, and I, I really, I mean, you could see anything happen. I like to think back to when um, Cam Newton they go to the they go to the um, Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden the next year just nothing went their way. Two years later, nothing, and now like nobody's scared of the Panthers, man. So right. quick it happened. They went from the team absolutely everybody did not want to play, and now it's just another game. I mean, you go in, you got to win. But um, back to the 49ers schedule on Monday, they're playing the Seahawks. Then on Sunday, they've got the Cardinals, which. The Cardinals are a team that could come out and beat the 49ers. Um, you look at the last time they played, which was Thursday, and they lost 25-28. to The Cardinals barely lost to the 49ers, an unrated team. You and I watched that game. Uh, yeah, we did. But, man, you're talking about 25-28 against a team that had neither starting running back. Yeah. If you're, if and you're a rookie looking, quarterback. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you put David Johnson and Edmonds in that game, I think the Cardinals win without question, without a doubt. But, yeah, they play the Seahawks, the 49ers play the Cardinals, who, as I said, have proven that they could beat them. Um, then they go on to the Packers. Um, and as I'm going through the schedule, I might get a little off-center, but I want to talk about the Packers for a second. Uh, they got absolutely lit up by the Chargers. It was 14-0 like at the blink of an eye. No, it wasn't. It was 12-0. They, they got four field goals. Was it 12? I'm, that was the only Are thing I sure? was able to check. Oh, dude, it was the only thing what I was able to check here? during the NASCAR I'm race. I watched it go 3-0-6-0-9-0-12-0. I'm thinking, okay, just score. If you can hold them to field goals, yeah. just score. And I'm, I'm not watching the game. It's breaking my heart what's happening and I'm not able to see it. Um, and sure enough, just never came out of that rut. But um, I think it was a one-off deal. Um, you know, you go into the Chargers Stadium, which is just an absolute horrific home field. Um, the Chargers just have no fans. And so maybe the Packers just weren't taking it serious. They just went in there expecting a win, and I just feel like they weren't focused. Um, I feel like I think that – I think it. I think that the Chargers just got a brand new offensive coordinator that started that game, and uh, they just had a little bit of fire. Maybe um, I think it was a one-off deal for the Packers. I don't know that we're going to see them struggle like that against a mediocre team again this year. But um, the proof will be in the pudding in the in the Packers 49ers game. I think that that's going to be a big one. But yeah, you've got Seahawks. Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, who just beat the Patriots. Yeah, which we'll get to um, in a second. You've got the Saints, and then you're playing the Falcons, who honestly is not a – you know, they're winning games. The Falcons are looking decent. Um, and then you've got the Rams, and then you've got the Seahawks again. Out of those games, the Rams are hands down the easiest team. 
Um, I just no. Uh, Falcons aren't very good. Well, okay, okay. Falcons, Arizona Rams. is not very Falcons, good. Falcons, Rams. No, but look, the the Cardinals almost beat them last know, game, but, so I think there's I know, something. It feels weird like that, though. I mean, Rams are definitely a better team than most of the teams you just named. What are the Rams doing, though? You the, know, they had a bye week this past week. Um, I think, and it came at a good time. I think because I think they're going to make that. There's too much talent on the roster, man. There like is. A, a, eventually that's going to play out in the long season. I mean, they're 5-3, and three, though. It's not like... I mean, I get it. Yeah, they're a good team, but um, on the inverse, you know, the Cardinals are 3-5, and five, so I, I don't know. I, I, I would not trust the Rams to go no, in. No, I don't trust them at all right now. I mean, they've not done anything to prove that, but... Yeah, but the Rams are going to San Francisco... And I just I do not even see them being a threat to that team whatsoever. Yeah, we'll have to watch and see. Um, that, in my opinion, is more right. so not in my opinion. That's more so what I was saying. I know I worded it weird, but I'm saying when it comes to the 49ers playing, um, I just see the 49ers beating the Rams worse than any of the other teams. I, I just don't think they're going to get the upper hand on the Falcons like they will the Rams. Yeah, um, man. Saints. At, at, in New Orleans? As I say, Saints had the off week as well, and now you know they're going to go into a, uh, a good position facing yeah. the Falcons at home this weekend. Um, it's almost like a cupcake game, in my opinion, to kind of get going again. Yeah, but the 49ers, like I said, they've got eight games left. Only two of them should be not even gimmies, but a little easier right. than the others. No, you're right with their schedule. I mean, that is tough. I mean, Seahawks are starting to click, man. They, they end up beating the Buccaneers in overtime this past weekend. But like you've mentioned time and time again, Russell Wilson being able to get it done late. Uh, I mean, it's almost like a broken record because he he's he's special. He really is. Yeah. So let, let, let's, let's just think for one second. The 49ers, 8-0, without a doubt, they're ahead of the – they're in the NFC. They're way up there. If they lose to the Saints, the Packers, and the Seahawks, and, I mean, the Seahawks twice even, I mean, you're looking at they could go from first in the NFC to maybe not even in the wild card. Well, they'll win, they'll win the division. Um, in my, They're going to beat the oh, Seahawks one of those times. Well, I mean, yeah, but you just don't know. Yeah, That's I know. the thing. Yeah, you yeah. just don't know. But um, that's my point, is they could drop completely out of the right. hunt. I mean, we're going mean, to find out a lot about these teams. Because the NFC's playing really good ball right now. Well, here's I the mean, deal. Yeah, kind of like you're saying, and I think it's a good transition into the Patriots game. Patriots end up playing a Ravens team that people are really still on the fence about it because you're just like Lamar Jackson. I don't think people are ready to accept that this guy is really a force to be reckoned with. And what's he do? I mean, he goes out, uh, throws for a touchdown, runs for two touchdowns, puts on a real great show with some highlight plays, and they beat the Patriots thirty-seven to twenty. We're talking about yeah. we're talking about a defense that people are talking about being historic, and uh, Ravens score thirty-seven points on them. So, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be an interesting year. I think Patriots get to go in because we see this time and time again. Patriots kind of blow one during the year, and then it's like they refocus, get going again. They got a bye week this week. I think it came at a good time after a loss because now they get all this time to kind of listen to Belichick, get the things going again, and uh, they'll be ready. I mean, no one should take too much about this game, but 
the fact that Ravens, they have the ability to play to this high of a level. So Five minutes ago, Rob Manfred announced that automated balls and strikes will debut in minor league baseball in 2020. That's breaking news if you've ever seen it in the in the baseball industry. That's interesting. So I'll we can to, discuss that a little yeah. bit more here in a minute, but I had to say that. Well, well yeah, I'll have to look at it because we'll have to see. Um, that's interesting. Um, well, what, what was your take? I mean, I know you were, you were probably still on the road at that time. The Ravens-Patriots game might have been just getting home yeah, at I, the end I, of it. But I didn't even know what happened until it was over, and I just I was a, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little shocked, but I I knew going into that game that yeah. the Ravens could win. You just don't expect to hear the Patriots lose, and anytime you do, it comes as a little bit of a shock. And right, it has ever since Brady and Belichick have been teamed up there. Exactly. Um, yeah, man, I, Ravens are for real. Patriots are good. NFC is amazing. It's going to be such a fun playoff time for the NFC. Oh, oh it's just going to be uh, brutal. I boy. mean, the Packers. <laughs> if gotta, somehow the Packers can, yeah, fight their way through that, man, yeah. they're, it's going to really show what kind of team well, that well, is. Well, I think they will, but um, it's just a matter of the NFC is just so good. They're just they're yeah. very good this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, Personally, I think that they're a little better than the AFC. No, not a um, little. I mean, they're it, a lot better. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Um, you've got the Patriots, the Ravens, the Texans, and the Chiefs. They're all in contention in the AFC, and they're four great teams. But when you go a little deeper into the NFC, I think you see just I think you see some better teams. You get the 49ers, Saints, Packers, Cowboys, and I'm not sold on the Cowboys. I personally, I. I hope that the Packers get to meet them in the playoffs because I, I just I don't see it happening. Um, wild cards, the Seahawks and the Vikings. These are two teams. It, it is hard for me to look at the Seahawks and see how they've played and watch their season play out and think that's a wild card team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, they've they've been they've been really good. They've taken a couple tough losses, um, two to be exact, but. Um, they're four and one in their conference, which is great. But yeah, I mean, we we've talked a little more NFL than we typically do, and I kind of yeah. enjoyed it. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I did too, actually. Believe it or not, I uh, it's just exciting, man, because things are so evenly matched, especially because the the Patriots just got kind of humbled with the loss and all that to a, a Baltimore team that is on the rise. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of talent, a lot of talent uh, teams, talented teams out there right now. And it's going to be a fun stretch of the second half of the season, really watching everything kind of unfold because there's so many teams that you're like, dude, they have a shot. They have a shot to win it all. So keep an eye on that. Um, like you you just mentioned the breaking news on the baseball there. Do you want to save that for next episode? No, let's just talk about it now. That's stupid. You can't do that. I haven't you cannot do that. Kind of kill me. With it. I haven't seen anything, so I got to. I see haven't. What this I is just about. read a headline. That's all I've seen. So let's just discuss. It. Theoretically, this is actually happening. Horrible. It is absolutely horrible. I don't care. Um, I I was really opposed to the uh, replay in in the MLB at first. In general, I think that it's fair to have it on first play on first base. Um, you know, the timing is so tough. I don't even understand how the umpires get it right as much as they do. But an automated strike zone, man, I just I, – I don't know. What do you think about it? I think I think it's a joke. I do. I really do. The players, 
is why they're doing it. The players complaining. Um, the fans, I really don't even think they care. I, I don't know. But to put the automated strike zone and take out the best part of baseball, which is the umpire making the calls, which will still happen. But, man, I, I've played baseball. You've played baseball. You learn the umpire's zone, and you and you stick with it. Like, if the umps are inconsistent, it's just part of the game. Yeah. If the umps are that bad – the, the division, I mean, the Major League Baseball, they need to just do something about it and say, look, fix your zoner. You're not going to be refing any more games. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm over it. I've been saying this for years. If they go to that, I'm not going to watch. I am not seeing anything about it. So, I well, don't know <laughs> where this came from. Well, this is from um, the page that I was talking about the other day on uh, on here. And th- this page is legit. It came from uh, Close Call Sports and Umpire Ejection Fantasy League. Um, but, it, yeah. I mean, believe it or not, if it happens, that sucks. If it doesn't, good. But uh, Just officiating overall this year and all of sports is really really being talked about because people are just so fed up with these umpires these referees being paid as much money as they're being paid to make just terrible calls but we don't have any idea what these guys are under i mean i'll 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 give them i'll give them that i I get it but this is this is major this is minor league this isn't this isn't just going to happen in the mlb right off the bat they're testing things out in the the minors i mean we've already seen that with like the extra inning rule uh a player starting on second base to begin the inning to help kind of speed up the things and stuff like that just uh they're, they're messing with ways to try to help I guess new viewers of baseball to kind of adapt to the game and help speed it up. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know where I stand. I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think you got to keep it all natural with an actual human being, not a robot calling balls and strikes. But uh, it'd be interesting how they're going to go because you know with the strike zone that they've created, that where you could see where the ball, like, oh, that should be a ball because it's outside of the box and or that should be a strike because it is in the box, that has really brought the uh, umpires into a lot of scrutiny because yeah. they're like, hey, no, the, the box says it's a ball. The, the, the box says it's a strike, whatever it might be. It's like you're making your people look bad because you're putting those boxes up. Though they should get the call right, I get it, but people are human. But the box the isn't time. completely accurate. No, it, though, it's, it's not. Thing. It's angle. It's not. I mean, and there's a whole science behind that. They've done I don't a good. They've done a it. really good job about the last few years of explaining that aspect, meaning it's where the ball crosses the plate, um, you know, not where it finishes, which is a, an important thing for people to understand. Um, but it's it's still at the same time it's uh, it's a lot. Baseball's got a lot of work to do. With all the the stuff they're putting out there, if they're going to continue to put all the sports science into things, they need to uh, explain it a little better and understand that they're going to fall under a lot of scrutiny every time there's a a bad call. So yeah, well, I think that of all the things they've done, the pitch clock was great. I I really, really like the pitch clock in the in the minor league. Man, you go to that game, you don't just want to sit there and watch them fiddle fart around. No, exactly. I mean, I don't mind watching a three and a half hour baseball game, but when it turns into a three and a half from a three and a half hour baseball game into a two and a half hour baseball game because they give them twenty five seconds in between pitches, I mean that's just it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, really, it just speeds it up. And uh, if it's going to be a game that goes four extra innings, you're not there until four in the morning. So I mean, it's a uh, it's good. I liked that. Um, so 
I think we could talk all day. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we got back here. We missed the last episode. Um, is, is there anything else really you want to talk about today? Not really, man. I mean, this is a good feel of what happened this past weekend. I, I'm super excited about the following weekend. There's a lot going to be going down. So tune in for Thursday's episode because we got a lot to talk about, a lot of previews to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, appreciate you guys tuning in. If you will run over and uh, leave us a review on whatever you're listening to us on, iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, helps us out. We do this for you guys for free. We enjoy it, but it also would be great if you could give back to us with a simple review. Um, head over to Facebook, Instagram, like us, follow us at Hopped on Sports. If you want to send us an email, it is hoppedonsports at gmail.com. I appreciate you guys listening. Have a good weekend, and cheers. Actually, have a good week. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, cheers.